0: Hello and welcome to episode 23 of I Don't Run Club. I'm Tommy, I'm your host, and today I'm joined by a long-distance athlete from the northeast, an inspiration who told me that running changed his life and I cannot wait to get into it deeply. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, please join me in welcoming Gary Jones.
1: How you doing, Hello. Gary? Hi, i totally okay, yeah, thanks for having us on.
0: Hey, thank Ready? you for joining me, man. I appreciate it. Your story is amazing, so I cannot wait to get into it, honestly.
1: Great stuff. Big fan right. of the podcast. If you listen to runs, good
0: stuff. <laughs> Thank you, my friend. Thank you. Well just yeah, I, I mean we've got lots to get into today, so let's just get into it, I guess. Um we'll start at the beginning. We'll start yeah at the beginning and we'll just see what happens. So what my first question for you then is what got you into running?
1: Um, I started running really quite young. Uh, my dad used to take me and my brother up the Ingram Valley. Up and know from them, we used to run up and down the hills and have a, like a picnic next to the river up there. Um, we used to I used to do the school events. Um, always been a fan of athletics. Family really big fans of athletics, watching the the world, the Olympics, everything. Really, the Europeans, Commonwealths. Um, I really wanted to be a sprinter, a long jumper, to be honest. <laughs> uh, but you know, I wasn't fast enough, or springy enough, so that was that. Relish with um, because you know the memorable battles, uh Mike Powell, yeah,
0: Carl Lewis,
1: Carl Lewis yeah,
0: yeah,
1: yeah, and limford and Lewis at the '88 Olympics, '92 Olympics, '92, um, yeah, Barcelona. Yeah, yeah. So I was always like a footballer, uh, basketballer, uh, team sports, but I quite like the element of you know running. This is pretty much it's down to you. You know, you can't blame anyone if it goes wrong. It's 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 an individual sport, really. I know you've got values. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, you know, I just I just like the fact that it's down to you. Um, it so, pushing on. You know, I wasn't a sprinter or a long jumper. I, I started to uh, do the school 800s in the cross country. Um, mm. like yeah, straight away I would win them and run like really quite good times. You know, so sort of below two 800 and. Win the cross country quite quite easily, you know. Wow. So it was um it was apparent I had something. And i was yeah. never going to be a superstar, I don't think, but I, you know I had something. And then um, at that point I, uh, I got asked of a guy down the road. Uh, he's a guy called Huey Melbourne to join a club called Cranbourne. Yeah. Town club. Um, they're now finished actually. And um, he was coaching a group of people like Shirley Griffiths. She was at last time She won the Bladen race years ago. Um, I don't know if you've heard of the Bladen. Have
0: you? Yeah, yeah. Bladen race is a huge up here, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah. Um, and there's a, the a, a Dave Swinburne, He's actually now the harry Harriers chairman. He's, he's he's been a friend for years, you know. Um, so yeah, trained in that group down at East Plum, it's like a nature reserve. I had a Harrier cross country there. He's to. Um, used to train up there on the hills and then run on this gravel track. Show me age there, gravel track. Wow. Um, so, <laughs> so I still love it, you know. Just really used to love it. Yeah. And, um, yeah.
0: That's awesome. awesome. Man. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so when did you When did you kind of move then from your 800s cross country into more of a longer run fell running sort of? like activity when did you when did you make that change
1: yeah so i had a I had a big long gap without any running where life not well yeah I took a lot of unhealthy options in my life between the age of thirteen to twenty five um, right. you know basically it was a case of um you know i, I started to smoke i was i started to drink smoke the smokers weed and all sorts of stuff um and i I kind of packed in the running, um so it was a big downturn in my life um so you know um i still played at basketball and football uh, but it was a case that you know from a young age i was going on a really bad path you know you get in with the wrong people yeah Um, so still functioning and all that but it was a case of um you know, like living for the weekend, even at a school age, um, wow. it, it descended. It descended quite a bit into, you know, very, very un- unhealthy. I was very unhealthy, you know. Um, I was left left school as quick as I want, drifted from jobs to jobs, and it was a case that, um, you know, I lived for the weekend quite literally. You know, some people have the spells, you know, when at university and what have you where you know the the experiment have a have fun party on but mine was like it was pretty much my life you know and running running and fitness was as far away as you could possibly imagine you know Mm. Um, so it was was pretty
0: yeah
1: Um, so what was the turning
0: point then that made you like you said from 13 to 25 what was the turning point that what happened at 25 i guess
1: yeah yeah and so it was pretty much a bit of a lasso, you know. I mean, it was it was one particular incident. There was a, there was a series of things what made us think, "Come on, man, you need twenty five, you know. You need to sort of sort this, sort this out." Um, and I went on a three or four sort of day party binge, partying on, clubbing, going out, getting you know uh, crashed, crashed, went to sleep, um, and it was one e- one evening I sort of come round. Um, uh, sorry for coming words out. It's a bit of a motorcycle. But, mm-hmm. if, you know, uh, my, mind, my mind woke up, but my body didn't. Uh, I sort of panicked and crashed again. And I was told years later this was, like, a, the onset the symptoms anyway of, like, a heart attack potentially. Wow. So, you know, it's a big thing at 25 year old to, to be like that, you know. Um.
0: So your mind so, woke up, but your body didn't? As in, you just yeah,
1: it it in. Was, yeah, sorry, yeah, exactly, that's exactly what it was. I sort of so, thought, right, wake up now, and I was fully functioning in my head, but my body couldn't move whatsoever, you know. Yeah. And, and then, oh, come on, move your arms, move your legs, and I could I just crashed like a massive sort of shock. And then things like that happened, and it was quite literally, quite literally one day, I just thought, right, it stops, stops now. No regrets, no regrets whatsoever um, in your life. You know, it's a case that the, all this, all there is is now. The past's gone. The future is not in your control. You can put steps in place to control the future. So I just stopped everything. Stopped, apart from the drink, that is, a bit. But um, mm-hmm. I just, And I went for a run, basically. Wow. Quite, you know, quite literally running changed my life quite a bit. So um, that
0: first run, do you remember that first
1: run? I do, yeah. Yeah, it was um live to see sleep, Um yeah. on the beach, on, on actually the sand. I was running 400 metres, going purple, coughing up my lungs because I was eating smoky product in your lungs. And then it was a catered trying again, trying again, stopping. And then over the sort of next few weeks, um, amongst the nicotine withdrawal, I was getting up to a mile and a half, two miles. Three miles, four miles, five miles. Wow. And it was a I'm Just saying, I like to say persistence, not resistance. Yeah. So basically, there's many reasons to stop and say no, it's too hard. You know, but I was addicted. to are pushing themselves. I've a bit addictive personality. And I thought, be addicted to something that's such a healthy lifestyle choice. Not yeah. Something, isn't it? Isn't. And uh, anyway, a couple of. Weeks later, a guy I worked with, uh, Dave Kitchen, he's a bit of a northeast running circles, Bly running club. Um, he's a race organizer, he's, he'd been official. He was heavily involved in the Harrier League, um, and he's okay, yeah. good rest Yeah, she died last year. And oh, that, yeah, it was a big shock, you know. Um, he, anyway, he was a he was a bus driver. I got a job as a bus driver at the time. Um, And you told me about a local 10K race, the Lynx 10K. Um, So I did that off two weeks training. Ended up running 43.15 maybe, 43.20. Wow. Um, Yeah. Um, Well, I didn't know if it was good or not, really. I was green to agree. (laughs) You know, you don't know if it's good or not. But it was a case that, um, you know, people are saying this is pretty decent, Gary. You know, you must have something to run that off pretty much no training. Uh, yeah. He invited us to the live running club. Um, it, it's a local club next to and Um, and yeah, I loved it. Started going to sessions. Loads of all the guys like giving you advice about how to train, how you know what sessions to do, build up your mileage slowly. Um, yeah, fantastic.
0: That's amazing, man. When you um, when you stopped. That crazy lifestyle and up running, did you ever feel the temptation to go back or was it always, well, full steam ahead, no looking back?
1: Um, it, there was a real blip. I mean, mostly dr- well, drink, to be honest, was a downfall. Uh, but to be honest, yeah, most of the time I was so addicted to, to running and pushing myself and getting better and better. And, you know, you, you get that P V rush where you're getting PB, PB, mm-hmm. all the, the fantastic feeling. Um, I mean, to be honest, over the years, I mean, not, not for 10 years or so, really, there was some crazy moments, like, I ran, the, I actually won the the Proto Cross Country um, in about 2007, 2008, of about an hour's sleep after drinking quite heavily the night before, <laughs> <I> kind <laughs> of ran the race drunk, um, <laughs> yeah, stupidity, you, you know, Did oh, you man. get it? You get in your mindset when you when you're young, don't you? I don't know but if other people do. But you get in the mindset when you're young, you don't want to be boring. You know, you're not going to be Olympian, so you're still got to drink and have fun. Mm. But it's the nonsense, really. Um, and there was another time at the Florence Madison, and I got me 234 PB. It was a bit of an eventful thing happening in my life, and it was I drank a like a full liter, Sorry, full 70 CL bottle of vodka about three or four days before the race, and I still ended up, um, and that was like minus six, minus six, uh, wind chill in Florence at the time, and I've always had this silly thing tell people, perhaps that's how, like, the Russians acclimatized to the cold of the vodka.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. That's crazy. So, and yeah. so, you mentioned Blythe, uh, Blythe Running Club. So, yeah, yeah. What's your club journey been like since since joining Blythe? Have you stayed at Blythe or, or what's gone on?
1: Yeah, I've I, I changed a bit. Um, I was at Blythe um, open for the first four years or so. and I was getting better and better. I ran, I, I progressed to like down to the sub-35 for 10k, which is, Jeez. you know, some, guys, some of the guys uh, that you've had on, I just laugh at that. And then... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, a Marathon debut was two forty five at Amsterdam within like eighteen months of starting. So That's it was nice Yeah, getting down to them times. Um so yeah, I I plugged on away um with that, you know, it was quite enjoying the, the road running. But there was one one guy's a bit of a blithe legend, Rob Hall. Um he he, he said do you fancy a run on the hills at side. Um, on the fells. And then basically, I went for a run. I loved it instantly. I just thought, wow, this is something special, this, you know. I mean, I love doing the marathons. I've done maybe three, four, three or four marathons in the time I was first with Blythe. Um, But I, I went on the fell run. It was something raw and primitive about it. You know, it was it felt good for us all immediately. Yeah. Um, and it was a bit, you know, like man against mountain, like going back to the hunter-gatherer days. I know it sounds a bit dramatic, but I kind of felt.
0: You <laughs> yeah. Know, like just
1: going across the hills, um, and I just love the fact that it was rather than flat out eyeballs out, which I've never particularly been very good at. Um, it was like trying to master three elements of climbing, uh, descending, and uh, flat running. Wow. Um, in beautiful places, you can't really knock it, you know.
0: Uh, so
1: that was the case. I joined. I uh, had two clubs. I'm still a member of Northumberland Runners. It's a it's a fell running club obviously in Northumberland where it's mm-hmm. intense, yeah kind of, it's just fantastic fantastic club fantastic people really good you know um so yeah um in terms of in terms of um, clubs per se i joined joined Morpeth 2009 but I was still running I mean I've been on the fell running a bit how yeah yeah. Yeah, sure. that's okay. Yeah, because I really quite love it. You know, it's, everyone knows it's such quite great thing. You know? I just love like the fact that yeah, you, you know, you pay a few pounds, maybe ten pound maximum, and all of the the profits go to like a local cause. You know, like a, mm. a route, the mountain rescue. It's non-commercial. It's you know, it's a traditionally amateur sport, which I think is fantastic because you know you can get. Although I equally love paying, you know, you pay £35, £40 for a really big atmospheric race. Just the fact you can pay pennies for a race like that and enjoy it just the same is fantastic. Yeah, sure. Yeah. and Immediately I, I started entering some local races and it was quite evident mm. I was a quite a strong descender. Mm. I know you had a few guys um, on the show who've done a bit of, uh, Belver and Jordan and a few the gated lads who are listening to theirs. Um, I don't know if they mentioned like to be a strong descender, you need to sort of turn the brakes off on the descent and turn the brain off. Yeah. Because it, yeah, it's a case that you can, you know, really get like badly hurt if you think about it, running flat out down the sort of.
0: Mountain. Yeah, true.
1: Yeah. So I kind of had that skill, so it was good. Um, yeah. I went up to um, Carnetti. It's, a, it's a, a brutal race up in Edinburgh. And, you know, you, you get this sort of false confidence because you've been doing well locally and the it. Yeah. And then, my God, honestly, I just, like, crushed and burned. Like, just, just look at, looking at these people, like, just, oh, my God.
0: What was it then? Were you trying to just keep up with them? Or were you, like, not running your own race? Or what was going on?
1: Yeah, it was, it was a case. I was running to the best of my ability, but these guys, as soon as, I was pretty good on the flat, because obviously I had done quite a bit of work on the flat speed and I knew I could run downhill. But for the, the Con Five Hills race, is like literally, as it sounds, five big hills, <laughs> deep hills, mountains. And these guys were like running up them, hardly stopping, you know? And I'm like dying. Wow. People going past, you know, like 55, 60 year old blokes just going past you and I'm thinking, what is going on here? And uh, it didn't put us off, I of stuck it in and kept getting better. I, was, I went to Lake District quite a lot, which is a little mecca of the oh, of
0: course, yeah.
1: Yeah, it's as soon as you go over the M6, uh, you come off the M6 and you see the mountain, it's like you come alive as a Lerner, you know? <laughs> Have you ever um, thought of
0: doing, like, the Bob Graham round? Yeah,
1: yeah, something maybe, but we're having, like, we're having a family and quite a few kids and lots of stuff mm. on me so putting the time in to do what was six, seven hour days eight hour days on the hill Saturday yeah, Sunday I mean I would probably be divorced if I did that you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah we check. don't want that we don't want that <laughs> <laughs> no no against it maybe it's when I'm older because I think to be honest I would just quite like to do it I know guys have run it pretty quick you know yeah I think I probably could have run a quick one, but to be honest, just doing the 24 hours is a good thing as well. Yeah, um, true. Yeah, but I've been quite well in like, the British championships over the years. like Top 25s in mountain running. Really? Um, yeah, I won a Lake, lake, lake District race as well. Um, and then I got this This highlight was probably the best newcomer trophy, the three peaks, the mountain race down mm. in New York. Um, which is quite prestigious because the names on the trophy were like the who's who. Of like oh, right. That's trophy. amazing. Yeah, to see my name amongst them, I mean, you know, you just feel like, what is my name doing amongst these lots? <laughs> That's brilliant, Gary. That's just amazing. amazing.
0: Yeah. yeah. And I want to I wanna touch on that. You said that that obviously, you can't do the Bob Graham round now because of the amount of training that it would take, the six, seven-hour yeah. days in the hills. Um, what is your training like now, though? So what's your weekly mileage like, for example, and what sort of sessions do you do? Because I know that you don't just run fell, you also run, like, you've done marathons, you run on the road as well. Yeah, yeah.
1: I um, run quite a few marathons, actually, just all over New York, Berlin. Um, yeah. London, Florence, Amsterdam.
0: What's your favourite marathon that you've done?
1: Yes, favourite New York. It was probably New York. slow, to be honest. Yeah, New York, just just unreal. You know what American sports fans are like.
0: Oh, for sure, yeah.
1: Just Insane support. Just spectacular. um spectacular. Going back to your question, sorry, I diverged a bit there. Um, <laughs> Yeah, training at the moment, it's getting back. Uh, getting back into... And some decent mileage because uh, over the years I, I am a mileage runner. I only sort of seem to run well off, off decent mileage a week.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So last year I had an abdomen problem. Um, the kidney wasn't functioning properly. Um, it wasn't properly diagnosed, but seems to be all right now. Good. Um, so n- my week would tend to be uh, Chris would send a session plan out by email at the moment. I try and do maybe like three to five-minute efforts, one tempo run, second session of the week, so up to 5K to five miles, tempo run, and then do some shorter, sharper reps, like, you know, minutes, 90 seconds, or even 30-second reps, playing, which I hate. I just hate them so but Yeah. Bad. But, yeah, um. And then the rest is kind of easy running. I run a head torch runs with a friend, a couple of friends in the morning on the trails because I think it's better for your joints, you know?
0: Oh, for sure. It definitely is, yeah. Yeah.
1: Definitely better,
0: yeah. And Trainers, you mentioned Chris. So Chris, which Chris is that? Is that your coach?
1: Yeah, Chris what? Yeah. It's actually the second spell I've had a bit more with. Um, the first um spell was with Jimmy Alder.
0: Jimmy um, Alder. What, the
1: legend. The legend yeah the man just, uh, just inspiration what a guy definitely I
0: mean,
1: yeah yeah i presence. met him
0: one time he's um oh man he, we spoke and like he still holds world records like people don't realize that he still holds world records and he's, <laughs> and he's 80 years old like that's yeah
1: it's,
0: some that's way presence.
1: yeah he's yeah, just the passion of the guy towards athletics i mean i can't speak highly even though i mean Everybody Honestly. never heard anyone say a bad word against the man. I mean, when I was went up there, I was improving all the time, and he helped me so much. We used to do lots of Morpeth guys. I'll tell you, the Monday night fortnight through the winter, yeah, uh, which was basically just a, a brutal, like nine and a half, ten miles run around Morpeth, where you do like yeah. fortnight, like some long reps some short reps and it's up the hills, whatever's there. You know, you go up station bank from Mortgus down the bottom, roundabout up up through the station, just and just he's a he's a seventy year old at the time. He's going around his car, timing you stop so enthusiastic, so yeah. Great. And he's still doing it now, he's eighty, you know, it's just crazy. Yeah. So
0: such a legend.
1: Yeah, I mean his his sessions were different than Chris. I mean he was he would encourage volume, where Chris is, Chris was a good runner as well, by the way, you know, mm. he's like 60 now, he was like sub 2 minutes, 815 eight minutes, 5k runner. So, wow. he knows, yeah, and he's more methodical. You'll use, I, I don't know if you've heard of uh, Horwell's, uh, Frank Horwell's 5k. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, so he'd set out session plans for you. So, I'll try and get up there once a week again, it's just time with everything else in life, but...
0: Yeah,
1: that's yeah. training with Chris, you know. Uh, that's awesome. Yeah.
0: yeah. So what's your favorite sort of session that you that you get to do then?
1: Um I like five times a kilometer, I think five, five times five. a minute. Yeah, off a sort of ninety second recovery. Yeah. Because you can kind of it's hard, it it's it it's it, it, it's enough um to to really hurt you and I think if you pace it right and you get five threes, really even paced, you come off the back of it with such confidence going into races, you know.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I like that t- sort of session as well. It's really um keeps you. It's like it's not it's not easy, um but it's not like a killer. So yeah. So yeah, yeah. bless. And so, training with Chris. Then are you part of a group?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, we. I go up there and it's different when I say all the time, but it's sort of there's a couple of young lads there, Tommins, it um, must be like that within the group. They sort of go between Jimmy's group and Chris's group. Okay. Um, and then they go between. them. with some really class acts, you know. And uh, yeah, it's it's a it's a mix as well. You get veterans as well There's a few lads. Um, there's a lad called Andrew Hebden. He's about 40, and then there's another guy. He's just He's just a machine, uh, Gavin Bain. I call him. He's, yeah. like, he's been running years, and he's 65. He's still running like you know under 19 minutes for 5k and stuff. What a guy! You know, you just think. You know, you get you get the odd sort of like superhuman guy like Guy Bracken. You know, he oh, goes yeah. like senior <laughs> end times and the stuff. But, but Gavin he's such a helpful guy with all the experience. It's just it's really good to go in the group, you know
0: yeah uh, i'd love to talk to those guys but uh, they they sound like great great guys
1: yeah 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 it's just, i think it just the gives back you know they've been in the sport years and they give the something back you know it's just like jimmy really
0: yeah. oh honestly
1: just, oh, yeah yeah
0: that's awesome man
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah and so what would you say the best thing about training is uh overall be it in your group or just um, well, or just running by yourself. What do you think, say the best thing overall is? Um, that's a
1: good question. Really good question. Um it's a, it a tough question? <laughs> um, I just think if you show the right consistency, in the you know, with a desire to improve, and you push yourself with a good coach, a advice. And that, that old thing what I said before, persistence to resistance, I, th- I think that element to improve all the time is, such a g- is a good thing. Never sort of be satisfied with your level. Um, Except the plateaus, you know, when you plateau, you can't get any better for a bit. You know, don't let it demoralise you. And I think just enjoying the process a bit and don't like sort of focus entirely on the result. You know yeah. what I mean? You see loads it's of other where it's just you know, they have a bad race and it, that's everything that crumble. I mean, I am not want to talk, I'm a bit like that. <laughs> yeah. But I think at your age, you, you start to realise, like, if you don't enjoy the actual process of training and pushing yourself and, and enjoying the sport then and be happy with it and accepting your level, then it becomes a chore when running, to me, is really such a, a tool to sort of, you know, like help help you mentally it shouldn't become the chore
0: yeah definitely yeah Yeah. that's amazing and that being said i still do want to know what sort of running goals do you have right now for the short and long term
1: yeah um i mean in terms of this year Mm i'm kind of that i've got an entry for the ben nevis race um it, in September, so it's all COVID-related, isn't it, really, Even whether it happens or not, like yeah. everything is. Um. So, yeah, the, the Ben Nevis race, hopefully get a good result there. I've got an. I've got a qualifier for London Marathon in October. Yeah? Yeah. So, I, I don't really have, like, set distance goals or anything like that. I just kind of run whatever comes away. If someone yeah. says, oh, what are you doing this? I'm really, yeah, I'll do it. Um but primarily I would say I would say really quite do well at the VET forties like so of English and British championships at the the Fell running. Um mm. locally do uh, the VET track events. Um still a bit of road running. Um,
0: yeah.
1: so yeah, a bit of that really. Um
0: That's interesting, still, that's pretty like, cool.
1: Yeah, I still I still love it. It's like it's brand new even after like i I looked recently, it was thirty two thousand miles on the clock and it's still I'm still loving it it's going back to that loving the toughness and resilience of the long fell races and marathons yeah yeah so I think I think that's it
0: 32,000 miles on the clock
1: how has your
0: running changed since you've had a family I'm guessing you're not able to do as much mileage or do you still manage to fit it in
1: yeah I still fit it in we have got such a lot on on my plate really I do uh Obviously, the family they they got, like got, uh, three, four kids, um, work full time and do a master's degree at Open University and go uh, to football team as well. Um, so Did I run, uh, yeah, I, I run um, really early in the morning. To be honest, just get up at half five and go for like a few of the guys you've had on the show, that, um, and then I run on my dinner hour as well. So you can actually clock up miles. If you run six or seven miles in the morning, you run five or six in lunch, you can get 10, 11 miles in. And then on a weekend, I get up early, a long run on a Sunday, maybe it's a session on a Saturday. So you can get the miles in. It's just time management, isn't it?
0: That's awesome. That's something that Jimmy Arder did say to me when I I got to speak to him, when I met him. He he was like, don't tell me that you haven't got enough time in in the day to run. Because if I were to pay you £20 an hour to run, you would find the time. And he said he would get up early, run 10 miles, on his lunch break, run another 10 miles, and then on his dinner time, run another 10 miles. So the guy's doing like 30 miles a day. Of course, he's going to be great. What a, oh, yeah, he's a different
1: animal. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I always had that. I always started from, because of the, like some older guys at blive like we're saying, you need to do mileage, mileage, mileage. And then when Jimmy sort of got, that's exactly what... It, where it comes from with me. you make mm. time, there's excuses. You know, he he was like that, late like, yeah. I mean, Jimmy just different sweet, I mean, he describes a five K as like a little stick sort of thing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I've got to get him on, I've gotta get him on every oh, he's he's so honestly
1: uh, so he'd he'd just be so good.
0: Yeah.
1: And he he sort of he's always said sort of a million reasons not to get out with the cold, it's tired, uh, it's raining. You just get out and do it. If you wanna be anything just in life, just get out and do it.
0: That's right. That's the truth, yeah. man.
1: I mean I've always thought that, sorry, to, to sort of go off, but it's I think whatever level of running, you just gotta sort of switch off your egos, just, just stop comparing and you know, reach your own goals. I think Yeah. I think, you know, as I've got past forty and stuff, you appreciate sort of seeing the positive mindset people get from running and yeah. progressing and just feeling happy. And I think the endorphins from a run can't be underestimated. I mean, I think that's one of the reasons a lot of people do it, obviously. But if you're just focusing on racing all the time, you lose that. That's what I meant by the process before. Yeah. Uh, no, you're wife,
0: absolutely right.
1: Yeah. And my wife and uh, my son, one of my sons, um, he runs. Uh, hopefully, my daughter's run. And the, the, the teenager, Luca, was just... Some people, let's like say, uh, <laughs> again, uh, <laughs> he's seen enough. To run with the Harriers; he's in a fantastic mood. So I mean, that's brilliant. has been something, hasn't
0: it? Yeah, you know what? I've not been able to run for coming up to two weeks now because my last run that I did it was just like a nice seven miler. But I just, um, I like, I got a foot cramp, and then I just continued running on it for the last two and a half miles, and then it just it's just been bad for, for almost two weeks now. And I'm just like, I just miss getting out there. Not because I want to stay fit and healthy. I mean, there's obviously that element of it, yeah. but just the freedom and, and the peace. And like, running by the quayside or running by the beach, it's just su- such freedom. And that yeah. I guess that's something that is underestimated by new runners. Because like, yeah. a new runner will probably get into it and be like, this is... Like for the first few weeks it's just hard, you're sweating, you're just breathing so hard and you're cuffing your lung you're coughing your lungs up, but once you've got into it, the swing of things and done it for a few weeks and you're able to string a mile together, two miles together, three miles together, mm-hmm. and you're able to just look around at the beauty around you, instead of just focusing on the the pain that you're in. Yeah. Um it's just another level of excitement that you get to experience and that's yeah, that's just what I would say to to people that want to get into running, like, just, yeah, yeah it, look Ignite. for the enjoyment.
1: Yeah, it's absolutely great advice, I completely agree, and um, I, I think after doing quite a lot of different sports in real life, I think it is the best, I thought. I agree,
0: yeah. Athletes, you
1: know, I think we're,
0: sure.
1: I think in terms of, sort of, like, the the lockdown as well, it's been a godsend, you've seen, you see loads of runners out, it's really good.
0: Yeah, definitely, Fantastic. and, everybody says it's done great stuff for their mental health and in what otherwise would be an extremely, extremely tricky situation. Um, yeah. so that's another benefit there. I
1: know. But I guess
0: for you as a student of running, where do you see that you yourself need to improve? Um,
1: pretty simple really, Um. just slow down the slower runs really. yeah. Um. and improve the stride. I mean it's easier said than done but and very healy run ups sort or,
0: of.
1: mm. that kind endurance running. It, 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 it's the marathon runners are quite flat footed. I want to try and I've been working on leaning forward a bit. Yeah, um, when I sort of technique and then obviously just make the easy runs easy. Chris keeps saying it, make them easy, make them easy, easy, easy. Yeah,
0: easy. talk about that so, real quick. So what what do you mean by slow down the slow runs and why do you want to do that?
1: Well, I had this thing where I think it probably, probably could have. Maybe it's a higher higher level than it did. I mean, I've got decent PB33s and stuff for 10K and all that sort of thing. Yeah. Me. Or maybe it's for 10 miles and all that. But I think if if I um, train more widely, because I, I always used to have this thing, bizarrely, where I don't know if it's the case because you see other runners sort of training logs and things, you think that ego thing, oh, I have to run as quick as them. Mm.
0: And it's,
1: it's nonsense. Like, I, I used to have this thing where i never run slower than seven minute mile in, like seven zero zero mile in. Yeah. And you were like tired, like for per session. So now I run with one of my good, good mates, Stevie, um, in the morning. We'll, we'll run like eight and a half minute mile in on the trail. And you just keep pressure for like the for the sessions rather than like a sort of general tiredness all the time. Do you know what I mean?
0: Yeah. So wow.
1: slow down. You slow down down your slow
0: ones chrissy is then your fast ones to be very fast <laughs> yeah. Good advice, yeah yeah for sure and if it works it works so exactly. that's brilliant that's awesome man and so let's talk about 2020 all right i know we're we- well into 2021 20- i don't know about you but i feel like this month of january has been a really long month um yeah. but 2020 what was that like for you because i know everybody has their challenges and Everybody had their their ups and downs, but specifically with the challenges, how did you overcome yours? And yeah, is there anything that you'd be able to say to give encouragement to someone that was struggling last year and is looking for hope this year?
1: Yeah. Um. Well, I'm not gonna lie. It's just it's, it's the same for everybody, isn't it? I mean, it, you get yeah. moments. where It's really quite not good looking at the outlet um, the outlook. Sorry. I think um. I think in lockdown when it first sort of happened, it was just for everybody it was just a shock. It was like we need stop life. So, um, and I think going forward, twenty 2020 twenty and twenty twenty one, I think people like a start and an end point or something. If you know what I mean, I yeah. Think, you know, like if you break your arm, it's going to be fine in a few months. But with this COVID, it's a great unknown with no sort of apparent end to it. Yeah. And I think that that's what people find hard and mentally to deal with because, you know, that every, everyone likes an element of control to life, like I say.
0: Absolutely. But
1: I think eventually I have to sort of drive myself mad at a few times during 2020, get some physical fitness and try to concentrate on doing a bit of learning and, to be fair, just keeping life as normal as possible, my wife and I, for the children, because it's hard for them because they only get one childhood. Yeah. Like wow. Be, being robbed a bit, a bit, you know. Um. So I do believe that you just concentrate on the controllables in your life. Uh, yeah. You know, other things such as COVID will pan out how they pan out. Um. If people are sensible, you know, and get the vaccine yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but just concentrate on your, your your physical and mental well-being. I know it's easier said than done, but I think going down a path of Well, I went down that path evidently you know when I spoke about before being in false comfort through drink and other things you know it's not the way to go you know people are just any excuse to sort of have a drink I mean have a drink now and again what have you but just you know when things get tough don't go down the path of false comfort you know you you feel great but it's not real you're not dealing with life are you you know yeah I think like people who maybe are struggling and just need to reach out and just general advice really speak to someone. You know,
0: important, it's, yeah.
1: It's not, it's not, not manly not to sort of ask people for help. Don't yeah. be too prompt. That's the kind of thing I would say to people, maybe.
0: That's really good. I particularly like what you said there about false comfort. Um, yeah. Because it's so easy sometimes for. For people to just go there because it's just like uh, the bottle's just there, and it's made me feel good before, so it'll make me feel good again. But it's not fulfilling. It doesn't. It doesn't. Keep, it doesn't quench your thirst in the long run. No, it
1: doesn't because the down is much, much more of a fall than the up.
0: Yeah. Well,
1: you know. So I think that sort of thing is best to, to, to sort of. Do you think like exercise try and learn get out to walk anything you don't have to you don't necessarily have to be a runner you can get out on your bike you know you yeah go lots of walks, kids love it, it's just getting out in the fresh air. i mean we try we tend to be sort of socially distanced, we we'll go to places where you know there's not a lot of people around being a like kind of like local places and stuff where there's not be people around, but it's just getting out pieces in nature' that'd be a good thing,
0: yeah. No, that's brilliant that's important thank you for sharing that wisdom and thank you for sharing the advice and appreciate it right. so what we're going to do now is we'll just go into our final round of the, of this conversation it's the find your fire round and what we get to do here is we just i just ask you a few questions and you can answer them as quickly or in as much detail as you'd like to so you ready to get into it
1: yeah yeah it's yeah, fine
0: Perfect. So, first question. What is a race that you've always wanted to compete in?
1: Uh, lots, lots of them, but I, I there's Corey Zegermar in Spain. Uh, yeah? I would like to do it. A, it's a famous mountain race. It's quite a limited entry in the Pyrenees. Um, it It's like a sort of tour de France sort of atmosphere on the peaks. You know, like people sort of make it. Sort of yeah. People front top top of like bells and stuff, I think, in Spain. The Pyrenees at the end of the day, it's spectacular, you know. So, I mean, that's great. That. Yeah. Oh, I
0: love that, love that. Okay, what about a location you've always wanted to run in? About country or scenery? Or maybe both, Which, whichever.
1: Yeah, again, so many options, but probably one of the places of what? Tokyo? Oh, yeah. Yeah, the Tokyo Marathon. I just think the sort of the people of Japan are so like sort of advanced and it just totally being a sort of city that's fascinated him.
0: Yeah. No, that would be amazing. I'd love to yeah. do that as well, yeah.
1: There's a guy the guy at um Warbath, my get either call him, he went to live there. Um and he's he just loves it. He's an English teacher out there.
0: Oh brilliant. He
1: just completely loves it, you know.
0: That's awesome. Okay. Um cross country road or track? Well, Which one's your favourite? I prefer to running,
1: but never mind. <laughs> all right.
0: Let's do my next question I just added it actually was fell running or road running, but I think we know the answer to that.
1: Okay. Yeah, fell running for that one, definitely. Um plus yeah. we track a road. I kinda of like all of them, but it'd be cross couldn't be because I prefer the off road. Uh, and yeah. then then track. I used to hate track run around in circles, but I actually enjoy it now. It's, it's, it's warm. Yeah. Road running, I love Obviously, you get more speed on it, but sadly, sometimes if I do a sort of spell of road running and racing, my joints feel it. So, yeah. Cross country, traffic road.
0: That's good. I like that. That's good reasoning. Um, yeah. And I, I appreciate that because, uh, like, when people tell me cross country, I think they're crazy, but at least you've got. At least you've got like legit reasons, so fair. Good for you.
1: (laughs) What about? Say that again, sir. The rougher the better, as well. The surface, you know, like the more rugged, the more muddy, the better.
0: Okay, now you get. Now you lost me. That's kind of weird. Um, I can't deal with all that dirt, but okay. Anyway, (laughs) you mentioned how you are a big athletics fan. Okay, what is your favorite race that you've seen? And that can either be in person or at, like, the Olympics or World Champs.
1: Wow. Um, lots and lots of them. Um, but I would probably say that 2003, I think it was, 5,000 metres at Paris. Um, It was El Garouge versus uh, Bekele versus Kipchoge. Oh, jeez and you had the, it was pretty much the greatest miler in history the greatest marathon runner yeah. in history Kipchoge then you had the my all time favourite greatest runner Bekele Bekele yeah one, all in one race and they were winding up winding up winding up and everyone expected Elgarouge and Bekele to win and 18 year old Kipchoge won that's
0: ridiculous oh my goodness
1: it's just phenomenal I mean I thought a few miles last. 800, I think, it was like 15, 59 or second lap, then a 53 or something. Oh, wow. Time, it was just insane. Yeah, that would clear that one probably.
0: Awesome. Okay, I think you might have just answered this, but who's your favourite athlete?
1: Um, In terms of sort of stride and everything, it would be Tiranesh de Barber. Okay, Um nice. Just elegant sort of running, but Bikeley, yeah, uh, Kenny said just that sort of fun running, awesome on cross country track road, just Yeah. unreal. Just phenomenal. What about outside of athletics? Favourite athlete? Yeah. Oh God, what a hard question that is. I'm quite a I'm into lots of sports. <laughs> Michael Jordan. Michael
0: Jordan. Yes. Brilliant. Yeah. That's brilliant. <laughs> I yeah, love still that.
1: Love, still love the NBA and love, love him. Yeah. Fantastic. I can't
0: lie. I had a feeling you were gonna say Alan Shearer, but I'm glad you didn't. Well,
1: yeah, Shearer. Shearer's good, but I think a bit of a, a, bit of a cliche as a Jordy to say that. And I just think <laughs> Michael Jordan just just transcends sport. You know. Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah.
0: What a legend. Yeah. Okay. What about your favorite running shoes?
1: Um, Nike of PBs, the now discontinued shoe Paula Radcliffe used to wear.
0: Oh yeah,
1: yeah. I, well, I'm a big Nike man. Uh, to be honest, I, I don't know. I just yeah. find shoot my feet quite wide fitting.
0: Yeah, well, lie. They do have really good technology, so absolutely understandable.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Do you read much? not really but that obviously reading the university books i've read a few dan brown sort of books and things like that uh but um we'll be asking for a sort of favorite book it would be feet in the clouds feet in the clouds yeah it's a um it's a book of a guy called dan Asquith. Mm-hmm. he's a southern fella and he discovered fell running he's done the bob graham yeah um, basically the book set out over. The season of fell running and he's going all these big race meeting all these legendary interviews the sort of these crazy men like Billy Bland who run a hundred miles a week on the fells like just Josh Naylor it was a bit of a legend um, in fell run circles Kenny Stewart and it's just a great book great great book
0: that's awesome Pete in the class. Yeah, yeah yeah what about your favorite show and your favorite movie
1: Right. Um, favorite show by far would be, let's see, yes, who dares wins. Are you tough enough? And yeah. Four. Just amazing. Just that element of just the way the beast these people. Think like, they're just putting them through hell, and some of them just are well, just amazing. But I just love the whole concept of it. It just great, great, yeah. great. Show. Um It comes back to that. Are you tough enough? And I like to think when I watch it off to be able to do it like that, it's hard.
0: <laughs> no, you wouldn't. You know, Those people yeah. are crazy. They're, they're next level. You get to know yeah. what you want about mental strength and then those people. Goodness oh, me.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Unreal. I, I mean, it's just uh, I think I'd be good at doing the, the sort of treks on my legs, but then when they're lifting 15 stone blocks and carrying up the side of a hill, being a skinny runner myself.
0: No. Yeah, that's not that's not your thing. Yeah, stick to movies. the films.
1: <laughs> yeah, stick the films. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, favorite movies, a hard one as well. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I'm surprised so at that because
0: I I feel like everybody should have a movie list ranking their favorite yeah. movies. Like I feel like that's just something people should just do. Take the time out one afternoon and just go through all the movies and rank them.
1: Yeah, I think it might be something I'll do. <laughs> yeah, um, I don't watch a lot of television, to be honest, because the, the kids dominate the tellies. Oh, fair. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I'm, I don't know, like, I it sounds like a really poor choice of film, but probably Fight Club.
0: Oh, no, that's a great film. That's a yeah. great film.
1: Yeah. Great film, yeah. Uh, I just think the, the twist at the end is just...
0: Oh, yeah, crazy.
1: Yeah, ridiculous. So, yeah, probably go Fight Club or, or Predator. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. awesome. So, yeah. That's great. Okay.
0: Now, what about one thing that is on your bucket list?
1: Wow, it's is good fun as well. There's so many, i still later <laughs> I keep on yeah. adding these
0: questions randomly. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Quite hard. um. Probably to, to go on the Trans Siberian Express from Moscow to Beijing. Oh, yeah. Like the full trek where you get up in all these amazing places. Maybe my wife would want to do that. Obviously, when it's a bit older, maybe she's going to retire, uh, do the Route 66 or that. But mine yeah. probably nasty, to be fair.
0: That's brilliant. And last but not least, have you got any hidden talents? <laughs>
1: um, no, yeah, I mean, playing a bit of guitar. Yeah? Suppose. Yeah, don't we really tell many people that. Um, well, don't worry, a few hundred people are going to know now. Well, thank exactly. yeah. <laughs> but to be honest, any sort of talent I have still hidden, I haven't found it yet. Fair,
0: yeah.
1: That's awesome. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, Gary, thank you so much for that. And I guess just before we end, the last question I want to ask you is... Um, have you got any advice for anybody who's getting into running and wants to be really good at it?
1: Yeah, uh, I just think be be consistent with with your training, uh, push yourself. Like I say, get get a good to the right coach for you. And I do believe with with persistence that there's potential greatness in everyone. And I remember a story about this on the television. It was an 18 stone guy who lost a lot of weight. Um, and the measure these VO2 max, um, and it was elite level, you know the wow. VO2 max. is more So, so you, you don't know until you try. Um, I would kind of, I would kind of say, sort of, don't set yourself limits. You, you don't know how good you could be. I mean, I've always said who played sort of the best sprinter, the planter's best pole vaulter, or the Kaily best endurance runner.
0: Mm. Not
1: everyone's been exposed to athletics, so. I would kind of say, yeah, just be happy, except when you plateau, don't get down if you stop the relentless path of improvement. Um, yeah, like I said before, enjoy the process and don't focus entirely on the result because it should be a sport that you really love and embrace. Um, yeah. You're an average short runner like me can get to can be decent level, if a youngster might commitment to focus and build, it's the sky's the limit, you know.
0: Yeah, that's brilliant.
1: Thank yeah. you, Gary. No problem at no? all. Yes,
0: it's been a pleasure. Well, listen, guys, remember to follow, follow Gary Jones on Strava for more of his running updates. And follow at Ardent Run Club on Instagram and at This Is Ardent on all social media for updates on this podcast and us over here at Arden. And remember, check out our new running socks and subscribe to Ardent Run Club so you can be the first to know when new weekly episodes come out. So Gary, any last words, anything you want to say before we sign off? Uh,
1: no, it's been a pleasure um, and uh, all the best um, to, to yourself and all the listeners.
0: Appreciate it, Gary. Well, guys, thank you for tuning in to Ardent Club episode 23 with Gary Jones. I hope you've learned something. I hope you've been inspired and I hope you find your fire. See you next time. we